You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include German police lead a raid on a biker gang suspected of murder, and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy tours areas impacted by Hurricane Ida remnants. Here's your national news recap for the week of August 29th. Officers and two paramedics in Aurora, Colorado, will face criminal charges in the August 2019 death of Elijah McLean. Police officers Nathan Woodyard and Randy Rodima, former officer Jason Rosenblatt, and paramedics Jeremy Cooper and Peter Chikaniak are charged with manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser filed the 32 indictment Wednesday from the grand jury. The officers detained McLean as he was walking into a convenience store after someone had called 911 to report a suspicious person. During the confrontation, the officers used a cardioid chokehold. Paramedics injected McLean with ketamine before taking him to the hospital. McLean eventually suffered a cardiac arrest and died six days later after he was declared brain dead. A Georgia woman is being sentenced to four years in prison in a money laundering case involving University of Iowa employees. Investigators say Florence Julio of Brunswick, Georgia, used University of Iowa employee information to get nearly half a million dollars in tax refunds. The IRS says she laundered money in bank accounts and also bought a new Mercedes-Benz. Organizers of the Bottle Rock 2021 Music Festival are reminding attendees to have their proof of vaccination ready. The Californian concertgoers must be fully vaccinated or present a negative COVID test, That's within 72 hours of the three-day event, which began Friday at the Napa Expo. Masks will be required in all indoor festival spaces. Dozens of artists are set to perform at Bottle Rock, including headliners Chris Stapleton, Guns N' Roses, and the Foo Fighters. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is detailing the state's plan for COVID-19 booster shots should they receive federal approval. The plan would be to launch booster shot distribution on September 20th, pending that they get the green light from the CDC. Governor Murphy notes there's a difference between booster shots and what are being called third doses for the immunocompromised. Those eligible have been able to receive their third dose since August 14th, and 41,000 New Jersey residents have already done so. More than 5 million people have voted so far in California's recall election. The latest tracking numbers from Political Data Incorporated show 23% of all ballots mailed out have now been returned to election officials. Of those returned, 53% are from registered Democrats and 24% are from registered Republicans. Independent voters with no party preference represent 22% of the returned ballots. There are still 17.1 million ballots that have not yet been returned. The last day of voting is September 14th. An Iowa man accused in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol is going back to jail for using his cell phone. 
A federal judge in a Des Moines courtroom has ruled that Doug Jensen violated the conditions of his pretrial release by watching online conspiracy videos about the 2016 election on his iPhone. He was banned from using the Internet or cell phones. U.S. Marshals have taken Jensen back into custody. Another arrest was made in an attack at a wedding party in Columbia County back in June. Hudson Valley 360 reports Desheen Moore was taken into custody by state police earlier this week and was charged with second-degree gang assault. The 42-year-old from Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and two other men are accused of getting into a fight with another man, which led to the victim losing consciousness at a party in Stuyvesant on June 6th. Todd Cherno and George Cherno are also charged. The Lassen Fire in Marin County, California, is 90% contained near Lucas Valley Road in San Rafael. The 44-acre blaze broke out Wednesday afternoon off of Mount Lassen Drive, forcing some evacuations in the area for a few hours. Marin County fire investigators are looking into a cause. The sheriff lifted evacuation orders Wednesday evening for residents north of Lucas Valley Road between Las Galinas Avenue and Bridgegate Drive. A Dallas firefighter is dead from coronavirus. Dallas Fire Rescue tells WFAA David Leos died early Thursday afternoon. The 62-year-old contracted the virus in mid-July and was put on a ventilator last month. Family members say Leos had not gotten the coronavirus vaccine. He'd been with Dallas Fire Rescue for four decades and is the first DFR member to die from COVID. First-time claims for unemployment benefits are down. The Labor Department reports 340,000 American workers filed initial jobless claims last week. That's 14,000 fewer than the week before and right in line with what most analysts were expecting. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News Recap. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says a school district will be disciplined by the state for imposing a restrictive mask mandate for students. In West Palm Beach Thursday, he said this battle is not about the students or the teachers. This is really something that the politicians are doing. I think a lot of it's very political. The Palm Beach County Superintendent yesterday informed the Florida Department of Education that the mandate, with no parental opt-out, will stay in place and does not violate state law. DeSantis says until a written ruling comes down from a Leon County judge, the Board of Education will discipline the politicians similar to what they did in Alashua and Broward counties. He also made a comparison with the neighboring county when it comes to COVID cases in public school students. The governor pointed out that Martin County, which allows parents to opt their kids out of wearing masks, has a lower infection rate than Palm Beach. According to each of the school district's COVID-19 dashboards, approximately 2% of students attending Palm Beach schools have contracted the coronavirus since the first day of class, compared with the 1.72% of students in Martin County schools. The White House is sticking up for abortion rights as a new Texas law takes effect to use every lever at their disposal to ensure you have this right, to ensure you have access, to ensure that you can have the ability to seek uh, medical care in the way that every woman should have the right to across the country. Press Secretary Jen Psaki said President Biden believes American women have the right to make choices about their bodies. The president slammed the Supreme Court's decision on the controversial new abortion law in Texas. In a 5-4 to four decision, the high court declined to block the measure from being implemented. Biden released a statement and called it an unprecedented assault on women's constitutional rights. Biden warned the Texas law will unleash constitutional chaos. 
The president is directing his administration to launch a whole-of-government effort to respond to the Supreme Court's decision. Saki acknowledged concerns that other Republican-led states will pass similar abortion laws. The White House says 175 million Americans are now fully vaccinated. COVID coordinator Jeff Zients said vaccines are the best way to avoid getting infected by the deadly coronavirus. He insisted the pandemic can be defeated through vaccinations. Zients also noted that the U.S. continues to ship vaccines overseas. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky again warned about the Delta variant and the threat it poses to children. She also made another pitch for masks. Kids under 12 cannot yet receive the COVID vaccine. The White House is warning about malicious cyber activity ahead of the Labor Day weekend. And Newberger says hackers are often looking for opportunities to strike when fewer people are working government and business offices, hospitals, universities, and school systems. The Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technology said security measures should be regularly updated. Newberger also urged users to ensure that they have created strong passwords. That was your political news. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. New York City is preparing to take in refugees from Afghanistan. Mayor de Blasio says the feds asked the city to repair a cargo building at JFK Airport. The Daily News reports that it is being converted into a processing center and may be a temporary living space for refugees fleeing Afghanistan after the Taliban has taken over. Mayor de Blasio says the federal government has not made a decision yet on whether the building will be needed. President Biden is welcoming Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to the White House. Speaking in the Oval Office, Biden said the U.S. remains firmly committed to Ukrainian sovereignty and integrity in the face of Russian aggression. He said the pair intended to discuss how the U.S. can support Ukraine as it continues to develop its democracy and integrity with Europe. Biden recalls that he spoke before Ukrainian parliament several years ago and hopes to go back soon. According to ABC News in Germany, there was a police raid on a biker group for suspected murder. They are being charged with three murders going all the way back from 2013. Police conducted the raids in Duisenberg, Muschengeblach, Leverkrench, and Mochheimindrun. They eventually found the suspect murders and they will now be facing trial. In China, Beijing, they are expanding their crackdown on its entertainment industry on Thursday, telling the broadcasters to prevent artists with incorrect political positions from performing. In affirmation style from shows and said a patriotic atmosphere needed to be cultivated. Barron News reports that China has cracked down on kids playing video games. They are now restricting the playing from 8 to 9 p.m. on the weekends and on select holidays for only about an hour at a time. This in turn is also causing gaming stocks to go down, such as Roblox. According to Guinness World Record, acclaimed band BTS has broken a world record, but not just one, they've broken 23 as of 2021. They have been breaking records thanks to TikTok and other social media platforms. Their new song, Butter, alone got them five records. According to BBC News, an Afghanistan boy has died from eating mushrooms that he found in Poland. The family was staying at a refugee camp in Poland, and they all decided to eat the mushrooms. They all fell to the sickness, and eventually the little boy has died. 
but the rest of the family seems to be in stable condition. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker. Now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. No serious injuries are reported after a house explosion in New Jersey. The blast happened around 6 in the morning, leveling the River Road home in Rahway. The family was not inside at the time since they had evacuated due to the recent heavy rains from Ida. A driver passing by suffered minor injuries in the explosion, and several nearby homes were damaged. Governor Phil Murphy recently toured storm and flood damage in New Jersey after the state saw devastating flooding from the remnants of Hurricane Ida. Murphy was on ABC's Good Morning America and said several tornadoes touched down and that there was severe flooding. Murphy asked folks to stay home because of the downed trees, stranded vehicles, and water on roads. Murphy called it a long road to recovery. He said the southern part of the state saw multiple tornadoes, causing significant home damage. In Gloucester County, New Jersey, multiple homes are reported to be damaged, some even destroyed, after a twister touched down in Mullica Hill. It's not clear how many homes were caught up in the weather event and multiple fatalities have been reported. At least one other tornado was believed to be spotted in the Garden State during the harsh storm. Governor Murphy has since declared a state of emergency. Baltimore City officials are pushing for more people to get a COVID vaccine as the Delta variant cases continue to rise. Mayor Brandon Scott says the city has seen a 101% increase in cases over the past four weeks and more residents need to get vaccinated. Recently, the mayor announced that city employees will be required to get vaccinated or submit to weekly testing starting October the 18th. High school students wishing to play sports in Baltimore will also need to be vaccinated. The mandate comes on the heels of two COVID-19 positive tests among students at two Baltimore City high schools. The school district is now recommending high school athletes wishing to play fall and winter sports be vaccinated by November 1st. The district adds that student-athletes who are not vaccinated will be required to quarantine for 10 days if they come in contact with a COVID-positive teammate. From Noah Cohen at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, a Philadelphia man was arrested after he allegedly fired shots during a road raid confrontation with a motorist on the Garden State Parkway in Middlesex County. Wellington Ayala Peralta, 36, faces charges of unlawful possession of a firearm, possession of a firearm for an unlawful purpose, possession of a high-capacity magazine, receiving stolen property, and driving while intoxicated in the incident, according to the New Jersey State Police. Troopers arrested Ayala Peralta minutes after a motorist reported an erratic driver. Peralta then pulled up, brandished a gun, and fired two shots in the air shortly before 11 a.m. on the southbound highway. Governor Tom Wolf is sending out members of the Pennsylvania Air National Guard to assist with Afghan ally refugee efforts across the country. About 42 airmen will be providing security, transportation duties, and firefighting support in New Jersey, Wisconsin, and at the Pentagon through the end of September. Wolf says Pennsylvania will do whatever it takes to provide the resources and the open arms for Afghan people to feel safe and welcomed. The deadline to apply for a crime-reducing grant program in Philadelphia has been extended. Mayor Jim Kenney announced recently that applications for the Anti-Violence Community Expansion Grant Program will be accepted until September the 17th. It gives money to organizations that work on reducing violence in Philadelphia. Mayor Kenney says that the grant ranges from $100,000 up to $1 million. Some students and staff at South River High School in Edgewater, Maryland have a story to tell. They survived damage to their school building as the remnants of Ida ripped off the roof of the school stadium concession stand and toppled trees. The students and staff were attending an orientation inside the Center of Applied Technology South when the storm struck. The school building suffered blown-out windows and ceiling damage. Those inside the building safely sheltered in place. 
I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. I'm Meg Steckler with your Rowan News. Rowan Radio received a pair of finalist nods from two national student media competitions in August. The Rowan Radio Draft Special, a look at the 2021 NFL Draft, earned finalist recognition for Best Podcast in College Media Association's Pinnacle Awards competition. Former Rowan Radio Sports Director Gary Erdely and Alex Braddock co-hosted and produced the show, which featured live draft analysis from the pair and members of the Rowan Radio Sports Team Department. Meanwhile, Rowan Radio landed another honor in College Broadcaster Incorporated's National Student Production Awards with Kayla Santiago and Lloyd Wilson collecting a finalist spot in the Best Sports Play-By-Play competition. Santiago and Wilson provided play-by-play and color analysis work respectively for an NBA G League playoff game between the Delaware Bluecoats and Austin Spurs. Winners for the competition will be announced in October during each organization's national conference. That was your Rowan News with me, Meg Steckler. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Rowan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world. Rowan University sports are back in full swing as the women's soccer team opened up their season this past Wednesday. They took on Western New England University and won by a final score of 2 to nothing. Aiden Sheehan scored the first goal for the Profs in the 53rd minute. Emma DeMays added a goal on a penalty kick in the 64th minute, and that's all the Profs would need for their first victory of the season. The Rowan women's soccer team will take on Centenary College today at 4 p.m. Rowan football will open up their season tonight at 6 p.m. against Widener on their home turf at Richard Wacker Stadium. Rowan has 12 total starters returning between the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. Quarterback Mike Husney is also returning after starting at quarterback two years ago. This will be the Profs' first game since 2019 as Rowan football did not have a season in 2020. Moving along to professional sports and the National Football League, Hurricane Ida has made its way through the eastern part of the United States and has created havoc through its path. It has also made a mark on professional football. The New Orleans Saints have moved their first home game from the Superdome in New Orleans to TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, which is home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The move comes after the hurricane made its way through Louisiana. The Saints will take on the Green Bay Packers in their opener down in Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars are also in some hot water due to comments made by head coach Urban Meyer. Meyer made the suggestion that vaccination status played a role in roster decisions after this preseason. Meyer stated, quote, everyone was considered. That was part of the production. Let's start talking about this. And then also, is he vaccinated or not? Can I say that was a decision maker? It was certainly in consideration, end quote. The Jags then released a statement trying to walk back Meyer's comments, the NFL player Association has also opened an investigation into the matter. In other news around the NFL, New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was released by the team while rookie first round pick Michael McCorkle Jones, or also referred to as Mac Jones, was named the starting quarterback for the Patriots. Jones will face off against former Alabama teammate in college and fellow quarterback Tua Tagovailoa in week one against the Miami Dolphins. 
From the gridiron to the diamond in Major League Baseball, Nationals Vice President Bob Boone informed the team he is resigning in wake of the Nationals mandating the COVID-19 vaccine for non-uniformed employees, according to ESPN. Boone has been with the organization since 2005 and now will be leaving after 17 years due to the vaccine mandate. Nationals division foe the New York Mets have also made headlines in recent weeks with newly acquired Javier Baez going after Mets fans by giving them a thumbs down on the base pass as well as making negative comments towards fans in a press conference. Now it has been reported that Mets acting GM Zach Scott was arrested on a DWI charge this past Tuesday after leaving Mets owner Steve Cohen's after a fundraiser. The Mets then announced on Thursday that Scott will be placed on administrative leave. That was your sports news with me, Nick Earnshaw, right here on Roan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Roan Report business update. Its return to the office again. Brian Shook has the details. The tech company has now set its voluntary return for January 10th. This is the third time Google has postponed its office return as the Delta variant of COVID 19 surges throughout the U.S. The company says it will allow different countries and locations to decide on their own when to end the voluntary work from home conditions with at least 30 days' notice after January 10th. I'm Brian Shook. There will be no retroactive pandemic unemployment benefits for people in Missouri. A judge rejected a lawsuit that wanted to reinstate the extra federal benefits that were canceled by Governor Mike Parson. The Cole County Circuit Court judge ruled the arguments by the group, Missouri Jobs with Justice, were not convincing and threw out the lawsuit. The group had wanted everyone who qualified to get two and a half months in retroactive unemployment. Several New York lawmakers are among a group of progressive Democrats pushing to replace Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. The Democrats, led by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, say they want a leader focused on eliminating climate risk and advancing racial and economic justice. Powell's term is up in February, and the White House has not yet indicated whether he'll be reappointed. The group includes New York Congressman Mondaire Jones, Michigan Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, Massachusetts Congresswoman Anaya Presley, and Illinois Congressman Chewy Garcia. The owner of New Orleans Saints is giving back to the victims of Hurricane Ida. On Monday, the team announced Gail Benson is donating a million dollars to help those impacted by the storm. The football team also said that they have been in contact with government leaders and offered them to use all of their facilities. FEMA already accepted their offer and will start using parts of the Oxner Sports Performance Center to stage their assistance efforts. Meanwhile, the Caesars Superdome only sustained superficial damage and will be open for games as soon as the city says it's safe to do so. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searle. Swedish pop icons ABBA are reuniting for the first time in 40 years. The group announced their new album, Voyage, and released two new songs from the project. ABBA will also come together for a revolutionary concert experience in London on May 27th of next year. Voyage will hit streaming platforms on November 5th. Mike Richards is leaving the Jeopardy! and Wheel of Fortune game show franchises following reports that he made offensive comments about several groups. A Sony executive released a statement saying Richards will no longer serve as executive producer for either show. 
This comes about a week after Richards was out of the hosting job for the trivia show for reportedly making offensive comments about women, Jewish people, and those with mental disabilities several years ago on a podcast. Rapper DaBaby is trying to make things right after he made inaccurate and hurtful comments about the LGBTQ community. This after the Charlotte native made the insensitive comments regarding people who were HIV positive at Rolling Loud in Miami in July. The rapper met with a group of nine HIV organizations to discuss HIV facts and share personal stories of living and thriving with HIV. DaBaby was reportedly engaged and apologized for hurtful comments he made about people living with HIV. Bonnaroo 2021 is no longer happening this weekend. In a statement on the event's website, officials said rain from Hurricane Ida was waterlogged parts of the festival's venue in Manchester, Tennessee. Officials say the tremendous amount of rain has made Senaru unsafe to drive or park on. The Grand Ole Opry, Foo Fighters, Lizzo, and Tyler, the creator, were supposed to headline the four-day event. Last year's Bonnaroo was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. Tom Cruise fans are going to have to wait a bit longer to see two of his highly anticipated upcoming projects. The Hollywood Reporter says Top Gun Maverick is now set to come out on May 27, 2022 instead of November of this year. Meanwhile, Mission Impossible 7 will open in September 2022 instead of May 2022. Paramount moved to them because of rising concerns surrounding the Delta coronavirus variant. Podcasting giant Joe Rogan is sick with coronavirus. He took to Instagram on Wednesday to reveal his diagnosis, saying he got tested after feeling run down on Saturday. Since then, he said he threw the kitchen sink at it by taking a number of medicines. The meds included the anti-parasitic drug ivermectin, which the FDA has recommended against taking. Now feeling great, he offered a wonderful heartfelt thank you to modern medicine. This comes after he told the Joe Rogan Experience listeners if they are young and healthy, they don't need to worry about getting vaccinated. However, he later walked back his comments and said he believes they are safe, but reminded listeners he is not a doctor or a respected source of information. Marilyn Manson is pleading not guilty in a New Hampshire assault case. Deadline reports he's now back in court due in December. He's facing two misdemeanor counts of simple assault after being accused of spitting on a videographer at his concert in 2019. Manson surrendered to police in July in Los Angeles and was released shortly after. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.